A new study offers a solution to the problems of jail overcrowding and recidivism in Michigan. Invest more in mental health and treatment. Wayne State University researchers looked at jail diversion programs in 10 counties. They found that inmates who got early treatment were less likely to end up behind bars and less likely to return to jail. Dr. Cheryl Kubiak led the five-year study. She says the purpose was to find what works and what doesn't. We evaluated trainings of law enforcement officers and found that when we did pre- and post-interviews, the police officer said things to us like they did not believe in mental health. They didn't think it was a thing. They just thought it was bad behavior. And after training, when they could recognize what these signs and symptoms were, they were able to make different decisions than just taking someone to the local jail. So they could divert them to a treatment program. And we found that in one county, after this training, the officers were 38 times more likely to bring someone into the crisis residential center than taking them to a hospital, ER, or a jail. So we found that that result was very strong and that it was sustained. So two years after that training, it was still like 27 times higher than what it was pre-training. So that was really effective. And that same kind of training was also effective in reducing cell extraction within the jail. So if the corrections officers in the jail had this training, they were more able to de-escalate situations and it reduced the uh, removal, the forced removal of people from a cell by 50% in just three months. So those kinds of things. And the other thing, I think there's two other things I would say is one, The more likely that someone is connected to a mental health service provider in the jail, the more likely they are going to get services when they return from the jail. And that return is often incumbent on what we call a warm handoff. So someone not just saying, here's a piece of paper, contact someone, but maybe picking that person up and bringing them to the treatment program, having medications available to them when they're discharged from jail. So those are strategies that are effective across communities, and I think it's very helpful to think about that. But are they consistent across communities? You mentioned that every county is different. I mean, Mm -hmm. some might do it better than others. Uh, Would a uniform system uh, across the state uh, uh, address some of those gaps? I think there are some things that we can do uniformly. Like one of the things we found is that you know, you have to identify a problem before you can do anything about it. And many of the jails had very inadequate tools to find out or identify mental health problems when someone walks through their doors. So a consistent standardized measure, uh, and basically what that means is uh, a measure that is empirically proven to Uh, record or to tally symptoms that are indicative of serious mental illness, in addition to officer observation. You know, officer observation is a really great system, but sometimes you miss the person in the corner with the depression. Uh, And, you know, it's easy to spot the person who's acting out. So I think a consistent screening across training for law enforcement, you know, maybe it's made part of the academy. Uh, Right now, they get very little training around mental health in the academy, but we we need those things uniformly. When we get to treatment inside the jail or discharge planning outside, I think that 
that's when it becomes a bit more idiosyncratic by what the county resources are. So we know the problem, and this study offers solutions. Uh, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we're on a really great track uh, between what the findings of this study show and also that the governor just initiated a task force on jails and pretrial examinations. And fortunately, I'll be part of that task force, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I think that this is an opportunity for us to look past these 10 counties and look statewide at what are the solutions. M- many of these involve uh, bringing counties into the mix because the state can't mandate a lot of these changes because it is a county-led solution. The study calls for greater investment in mental health and drug treatment, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. Now, would the cost of that be offset by the savings of the end result, which would be fewer inmates and less recidivism? Yeah, I I think that that's the hope, is that um, the... In other places across the country, they've had reinvestment studies, and I think that that's one of the strategies that the Pew Center for the States, as they come to Michigan, are also going to engage in. But I think that when we think about reinvestment, if we can decrease the number of people who go in to really costly confinement situations and deter them to treatment, I think that we will do um, a lot better. I mean, one of the things our study found was that individuals with serious mental illness stayed twice as long as those without for very similar offenses. So to divert them means that we're saving a lot of jail bed day costs. Anything else you want people to know and understand about this report? Yeah, I I think that often there's some conflation between jail and prison. And prison is the state mechanism, but everyone has to pass through a county jail. And the county jail system has often been overlooked when we look about solutions. We've talked about prison reform, but we don't really think about jails and jails as the entryway. And I think there's a lot of prevention opportunities within the county centered at the jail level. Because we have 83 jails across the state. That's what makes it complicated. That's what makes it very complicated, but also very hopeful and that... uh, we uh, opened the Center for Behavioral Health and Justice here at Wayne State in November. And part of what we've been doing is working. We're working in 16 counties across the state right now. And we act as external facilitators, trying to bridge the gap between the treatment community, the jail community, the law enforcement community, and basically just say, what are the solutions we can come up with? Because, you know, this isn't a jail problem. It's not a treatment problem. It's a community problem. And until the community comes up with a solution, it's not going to be effective.